You can listen to The Professional Left wherever you get your podcasts, on Netroots Radio, or at our website, proleftpod.com, where you can also contribute to this podcast. There's a PayPal button at our website, or you can mail us a letter and or contribution at P.O. Box 9133, Springfield, Illinois, 62791. This is the podcast for May 8th, 2020. It is not safe for work. Coming to you live from the Cornfield Resistance, where Abraham Lincoln is buried just down the road, and man, oh man, did he have a few choice words for the orange ghoul who desecrated his monument this week. It's the professional left with Drift Glass and Blue Gal. Talks to me all the time, Luke Allen. <laughs> he can pretty much whisper to you from yes. our house. <laughs> well, just the rumbling sound of him spinning at a billion RPMs in his grave. Like, yeah, he is really spinning in his grave really? for sure. This for is sure. my party. Okay, great, great. Yeah. Although, if you listen to you know Morning Joe and Mika, this is not his party. They're not even Republicans. They he's a Democrat. He's, he's a, Democrat. a Democrat. We've got some receipts for Mika later in the show. <laughs> yes, we do. Uh, let's talk about all of our new fake sponsors. Yes, because in this oh. age of coronavirus, I feel like we should have some somber piano music in the background for all of these because no one and I, you and I have talked about this a lot. Mm-hmm. No one spun quicker oh, on yeah. this coronavirus thing than Madison Avenue. You I know. mean, the commercials are all the same uh-huh. and heartfelt and we're all in this together by a Toyota. I mean, yeah. it's, you know, it, sales, whatever it is. The sales of three note pianos has gone yep. way up. Because that's really all you need. Just dun, dun. Dun, dun. You know, in dun, these trying times, we'd like dun, to remind you that your life dun, sucks dun. and you're never going to get out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but yeah. we'll deliver pizza to you, and we won't touch it or anything. Oh, and you know guys, what, guys? I got to say before we start in our new sponsors, mm-hmm. my mantra is currently and will be for the the foreseeable future: hold on till January. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that goes for coronavirus and Trump. It's yeah, like just, I just gotta hold on till January. Yeah. And, and there are uh, young adults in the house who are all yep. wonderful people, uh, but every now and then there's a bout of everyone reverting to six-year-old going are we there yet are we there yet are we yeah, there yet yeah the answer, yeah and they're, and they're, they're sick of it and i don't blame them yeah i don't blame them one bit they're there's sick a, of it um, yeah. there's a there's a bit i will mention from a, a science fiction story called inferno by larry niven and jerry pornell everybody um, take a drink everybody take a drink not a Heinlein drink just a niven and pornell drink where <laughs> it's a science fiction writer in hell i'm sure i've mentioned this before and mm-hmm. he's cruising he's trying to find a way out and he's convinced it's a science fiction plot that there's no real hell involved. It's not really hell. It's it's uh, an amusement park, um, and it's been set up by aliens to torment humans for some in- inexplicable reason. But it can't possibly be really, really be hell. And he, of course, it's set up along Dante's Inferno's lines, and so you have to go to the bottom of it to get out. And he, his guide on this route, he discovers far too late, is Benito Mussolini. Uh, who is not leading him into his doom. I won't spoil, I'll, I'll spoil it that much for you, but who is, um, he knows his way around. He's been there a while and he knows his way around. He knows sort of the, the, the traps. But every time a new injustice is they round a corner and there's someone that this guy knows burning in a lake of fire. Oh my God, that's so unfair. And he yells at Mussolini and he's, ah, why is this happening? And he, ah, bitch, bitch, bitch. And all this guy does, all the, the author does, or the narrator does, is just bitch about how utterly unfair everything is. And, oh, my God, how can this possibly to his guide? And his guide finally turns to him and says, I, too, am in hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's right. This isn't your fault. You're just stuck here with me. But there's a need to blame someone and preferably someone who's within arm's reach of you who will actually listen to you. So I do get it. Believe me, I do get it. And I, we all have our bouts and we all have a – I have a rule in the house about we're not all allowed to lose our mind at the same time. Yeah. Well, and you have been more than willing to be the bad guy in terms of, you know, no, we really can't go out and you can't go spend the night at your friend's house, even Mm -hmm. though she's perfectly healthy. You can't do that. And and I have had to say to youngest child in particular, who's very social and, you know, bless her. She got her driver's license in February and she can't drive to her friend's house and mm-hmm. she can't cart her friends around. And it's Mother's Day this weekend. Right. And she wants to go shopping for me. I want to go shopping for you, Mom. No, you can't. Well, Mother's Day is canceled. <laughs> I, I, as as many of you know, I, I helped run 
rebuilt and helped run the academic computing department for Columbia College, which is a South mm-hmm. Loop, was a tough South Loop College where, you know, roams of, of, of wild students wandered the halls. It was a shitty place. It was when I took it over, it was called Academic Confusing. The machines didn't work. There were literal gangs in the hallway. And it took me about two and a half years to clean up the whole thing, get all the machines working, get all the classrooms working, get everything scraped clean, get a network up and running that wouldn't crash during midterms and finals. And everybody hated me for it mm-hmm. <laughs> and until the, the instructors, especially because they were really used to just putting their feet up, eating pizza on the computer, you know, fuck everybody. And then bitching when nothing worked. And I was an absolute hard ass for the first two semesters I was there. And mm-hmm. slowly they started to notice that everything worked. Mm-hmm. All the machines they needed worked. So who knew that that experience would pay off so big <laughs> when it comes to standing by the door and saying, no, to to sleepover. Right, no, right. I don't want to hear about it. Yes, it's unfair. You're right. It's unfair. I'm an asshole. You're right. But that's not right. going to happen. And I'm yeah. older than you. I'm smarter than you. And by the time I was your age, I, I had thought up every single fucking way there is to break the rules. So I know all the tricks. You're not yeah. going to get around me. Let's just watch Netflix. And yeah, but the you can hear you can hear her eye rolls from oh, the yeah. next room, and right. that's yeah. just the way that is. That's and, fine. and she she understands intellectually uh-huh. that you want her to be safe. Sure, and you don't oh, want yeah. her to get coronavirus, yes. and that that's a real possibility. You know, uh huh. We have cases in our county, so it's not we do abstract. We this do. is this is going on. So, uh. So let's take a deep breath and welcome, welcome our everyone. new sponsors. <laughs> let's first welcome Schrodinger's Pants uh, and their new line of Zoom-ready slacks. Are they comfortable? Do they fit like a second skin? There's no way of knowing as long as you don't stand up. Schrodinger's Pants, they're there when you see them. Or are they? And this is a hat <laughs> tip to uh, listener Joe R., who sent this along. This is his idea. I sent it along to us. I'm like, Joe, I love you. That's a great idea. I will be stealing it. I will mention yes. you on the podcast. So thank Shredder's you, Joe. Pants is great. And then we'd also like to welcome Heisenbergers. Mmm, mm, Heisenbergers. Are they delicious? Do they deliver? Who knows? Heisenbergers are the perfect meal for these uncertain times. Mm-hmm. Or not. Or not. Or not. We don't know. Uh, finally, we now have a limited supply of My Primal Scream Pillow. These are available for purchase by premium professional left podcast members only my primal <laughs> my primal scream pillow it's just a pillow and you scream into it that's it it's mm-hmm. very simple a pillow and you scream into it and i don't know what a premium member is i we i have, have no idea so we don't have that we have so. we have we have fake memberships so we need you know, fake sponsors <laughs> this is all just shit we make up people we None have, of this is we have true. patreon supporters that we love we have paypal supporters we love we have buy me a coffee supporters that we love although, and GoFundMe and all that we love all of you although no- I, i'm thinking if there's a place on the our zazzle page which is true you can get professional left merchandise on our on our website on, on our zazzle merch, page, yes which is great merch. Mm-hmm. i'm thinking my primal screen pillow is pretty good i would actually That's buy that pretty good i would actually buy it. so if anybody wants to design right. such a thing and send it along to us we will put it up and cut you in for none of the profits none at all <laughs> At None all. of the profits are because mm-hmm. we have to sell, like, I forget how much it is. Yeah. You know, we get like 3% and, and they don't pay us until our earnings right. reach $50. And I think we've gotten paid twice in the history of this podcast. You will see merch, so. Mike Pence admit Donald Trump is insane before we will see <laughs> anything. Massive above, profits yeah. from merch. Well, but, anything but above listen, two merch is great. I yeah. I still, even though we don't earn any money off of it, really, uh, I love the fact that people are wearing professional oh, left God, T-shirts yeah. and bumper stickers and stuff because that and, spreads the word. And, and we so use it all the time. On Twitter, yeah. it's, just, it's just easier to drop a graphic that says, no fair remembering stuff. Right, uh, right. Professional love podcast than it is to get into a long argument with someone who's a moron anyway. So, <laughs> and finally, you want to do yes. our oldest, one of our oldest, most venerable sponsors? And finally, yeah, one of our oldest sponsors has come back because uh, where the good Lord split you, emergency farewell party supplies is temporarily resuming operations in order to cater the NBC's long goodbye of Andy Lack Gala which is being held on Zoom in Schrodinger's pants. So yeah. it's kind of a cross-marketing thing. <laughs> We're trying everything. We're everything. Throwing, and yes, know? it is true that uh, this week on Monday, 
Uh, NBC News and MSNBC announced that Chairman Andy Lack, who has been who has been uh, pilloried, I believe it would be fair to say, uh, on this podcast from time to time, would be stepping down from his role guiding the company's news division. Now, we asked the question, will it make the slightest difference? The answer is no, of course it won't, because the corporate culture at MSNBC and NBC is such that it I hope it will. Let me put. Let me let me reverse myself a little bit. I hope it will. Culture doesn't come out of the bricks and mortar. It comes out of the people at the top, and they're replacing the guy on the top. But MSNBC and NBC have such a deeply embedded, both sides do it, corporate news culture that panders so hard to the middle of the road, the Chuck Todd audience. Let's let's give Mika and Joe their own show. That's a good idea. Hey, let's hire Hugh Hewitt. That's a good idea. Hey, let's t- take a big pile of money, say $30, $40 million, set it on fire and hire Megyn Kelly, who we know for a fact nobody will want to watch. That's the culture of MSNBC. They accidentally do things right every now and then, but they really, really want to do things wrong. They really want to be somewhere to the right of CNN. Mm-hmm. And yeah. getting rid of the asshole at the top might make a difference. I don't know. If they bring in, you know, a bomb throwing leftist, great. But I don't expect them to change much anytime soon because it does seem to be too deep in the bone for them to, to get over. But, you know, we can always have hope. Right. And speaking of Mika and Joe. <laughs> <laughs> well, on Monday, Mika Brzezinski uh, and Donald Trump got into quite a Twitter battle. Uh, Donald Trump claimed and i'm not going to read his tweet but you know that he used mika and joe uh to use become her president use her beautifully use them beautifully and right. and then dumped them right. that was and uh so forth mm-hmm. mika's response was uh to say the least an overstatement <laughs> this is her tweet my husband has consistently held trump accountable yeah and then she goes on to talk about Trump. Trump's sleazy gutter tactics reveal his inability to focus on the pandemic and the growing number of people falling victim to this mm-hmm. catastrophe. And then she falls into the many people's lie. Right. That many believe he made worse. Many, many do. Many. Yeah. Believe. Many yeah. people. Yeah. Uh, we will follow the facts and we are not afraid. All yeah. right. They're afraid, They're afraid of one thing. They're afraid of one thing. They're afraid of. They are. Yeah. They're afraid of one thing. And that's liberals with receipts showing up at their front door. Yeah. And, and so a whole lot of liberals, including the two that you are listening to right now, showed up at <laughs> their door, Twitter door, without blue check marks. So, just, you know, may not matter, but bushel you know, I've got a picture of the tweets from Morning Joe's Twitter account. Yeah. Now on the phone, Donald Trump from once a month from 2015 through 2016. Crooks and Liars, where I work, has a bunch of videos of Donald Trump on the Morning Joe show in New Hampshire, et cetera, et cetera. But my favorite receipt is, and you can just go to Crooks and Liars. Underneath the word Crooks and Liars at the top of the screen, there is a magnifying glass where you can search our archives. And I love searchable archives. They're the best. Mm -hmm. Just search for Groove Back. Right. As in Donald's got his groove back mm-hmm. and you will find a video. I'm going to play just the first minute of it right now. Yeah. yeah. And now, uh, thanks to the miracle of audio recording, <laughs> Blue Gal will regale you with what Mika Brzezinski said in the summer of 2016. 2016. Here it is. I think vintage Trump is back. Has anyone <laughs> noticed that? Yes. He's got his groove back. He's got his groove back. back. Michael Steele. Good morning, everyone. It's Thursday, July 7th. And so we just played a minute of that, but it goes on. And I, I, we we debated. I'm I'm not comfortable playing more than a minute of anyone's show because I want to do fair use. But it goes on. It's my, it starts with Michael Steele. You heard him on the clip. Then she introduces Harold Ford Jr., Jim Vander he or hi from uh, Politico mm-hmm. and Mark Halperin. Mark Halperin. It's just it's exactly and, what it's exactly what you and they're all talking about how Donald was so oh. great. Oh, he was yeah. so great out there on the so stump, great. connecting with people. Oh my god, he's so making good. connections and and Donald Trump communicates and connects with people unlike any other politician in history. Mika says, 
And uh, and Joe says, yeah, yeah, you were texting me that I'm supposed to watch Donald Trump. Come come into the bedroom, uh, Joe. Come out of the bedroom and watch the TV. Yeah, Yeah, that's what was going on. And And Donald Trump was covering up what he knew about their relationship. We all know that now, you Mm -hmm. know, 2020 hindsight. That was the They were together Mm -hmm. and he didn't say anything. And that was and they did things like Donald's got his groove back and had him on the show as a phone in some people call that a quid pro quo a quid pro quo you think so then uh joe scarborough says in this clip and really groove back go look up groove back at crooks and liars the whole video is there uh even bill crystal said wow that was something even bill trump on the stump was something this weekend i'm telling you Mm -hmm. and this was july of 2016 right and they're doing and when they aren't saying Donald's got his crew back and didn't he do such a great job on the stump. They're doing both sides. Right. Or or they're saying, but her emails. Right. I mean, it's just, it's exa- right. it just goes on. And they are responsible for what they did. And that's all I'm asking. I'm not saying they are 100% responsible for Trump getting elected. No. I'm not saying that they, they certainly pushed the idea that Trump couldn't possibly win. And that, I think suppress the vote i really do blame oh yeah 538 yeah. predicting that hillary had a 92 percent chance of winning people thought okay well stay I home can, i can throw him or i i don't have to vote for her right. because i don't like her or in the i don't want to vote for a chick or i don't right. want to write i i want to not have any responsibility so i'll either stay home or vote for trump or write in you know re- vote green party or whatever right well because the outcome is destiny for, right? and, and that was the this is i wrote up a long thing uh entitled uh, last year the year before um the candidate who has fallen under the weight of her stone about political herd immunity where yep. it, as long as yep. you think everyone else will do the hard dirty work of actually getting right. out and voting for right. the lesser of two evils the much 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 lesser of two evils you can sit on your high horse and be as pure as you like because someone else will take care of it you can right. moralize and lecture and look down your nose at us DLC scum and and talk about how the third party and disrupt. Mind you, this was the consistent message of uh, of people like Matthew Dowd and David mm-hmm. Brooks and all all yeah. of the 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 preeminent both siderists in the media during this period were all just like, well, you know, they're just as bad. They're just as bad as each other. The whole corrupt duopoly is the problem, and it has been absolutely consistent ever since then. The first wave of denialism was uh, Joe Scarborough repeating on his fucking show 300 times. Well, you know, Donald Trump's not a, not a Republican. He's not a Republican. He's not a Republican. He's a Democrat. He's been a Democrat his whole life. You know, he's just a Democrat, not even a conservative. He's a, he's a Democrat over and over again. And that's the key to it. As long as you control the cameras and control the microphones and can, can repeat the same fucking lie a million times, that's how Donald Trump got elected. By giving him unrestricted access to microphones and cameras and letting mm-hmm. him tell the same fucking lies over and over and over again. And every time he, he shit himself in public, which was always, you had Chuck Todd, David Brooks, Matthew Dowd, um, Ron Fournier, Joe Scarborough, the whole fucking lot of them rushing to his elbow to help him up and say, well, you know, Hillary Clinton's emails are just as bad. Mm-hmm. You know, Hillary Clinton's really just as bad. And once it actually happened, this asshole was elected. Then came... The great rewriting. This this is the endemic. This is why I don't trust Never Trumpers. I do trust Stuart Stevens a little bit because Stuart Stevens is writing a book called It's All a Lie. It was all a lie. Right, <laughs> you know, right. I'm complicit. The Republican Party has been shit for 40 years. Liberals were right. What do you want? But every other Never Trumper, every fucking one of them is dedicated to the proposition that history began in 2016 and nothing before it is on the table. You're not allowed to discuss the Republican Party. You're not allowed to discuss their role in creating the Republican Party. You're not allowed to discuss them touting Donald Trump up until it was too late. All of that is just gone from history. And I do not trust anyone who demands my friendship and demands my allegiance who will lie about their past and then block me for asking really simple questions about, well, what the fuck were you doing in 2014 and 13 and 12 and 10? What were you up to? Who was paying you? How do you suppose we got into this position? And I don't trust anybody who, who, who does terrific ads about what a monster Donald Trump is. By the way, 
Liberals were saying this about Republicans 10 years ago, and that's what cost us right. any access to the media. Being right about right. shit is a horrible thing. But you listen carefully at their ads. They never mention the Republican Party. They never mention the the voters and the funders and the, the party mechanism that mm-hmm. they worked their entire lives to create because they don't want to get rid of the Republican Party. They want to reclaim the Republican Party. Yeah. They want to sweep back into power running the Republican Party as its savior so that four years from now, you can look up and see Rick Wilson as Tom Cotton's campaign manager. And you know right. what he's going to say when he's Tom Cotton's campaign manager? You can trust me because look at all the liberals out there who vouch for me. When mm-hmm. I'm on your show vouching for Tom Cotton, your next fascist overlord, he's a uniter. He's a good guy. You know that because look at all the liberals who trusted me. I've got I've got lists of names here. I work across the aisle with these people. That's why you know you can trust me. And that's when the dagger goes in. And if you're stupid enough to fall for that this time without demanding that they take ownership of everything they did. Don't then, forget that Tom Cotton has already visited New Hampshire. Yes, he has. He's already planting the seeds. Yes, he is. So and that's not saying, we're not making this up. No. Okay. And and, and it is and the reason we know this is going to happen next is it happened already. It happened after the Bush administration. Yep. The, the entire history of the Bush administration was simply wiped away. And Barack well, Obama and the difference doesn't... between the Bush administration and the Trump administration, there is one mm-hmm. difference, which is I do think Bush Cheney gave the slightest little bit of shit as to how history yes. would yes. record them. Yes. And so they stayed within a certain guardrail, whereas Donald Trump just burst the doors open to the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, uh, any corporate polluter that wants a deal, uh, evangelical stooges who are Mm -hmm. as corrupt as hell, uh, and just – and it doesn't offer them a SOP, offers them an actual deal. Like, here's the deal. And it is absolute. He he is a quid pro quo person, not a politician. Politicians make deals and still try to keep some sort of image of, uh, you know, above the fray kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump doesn't do that. He just makes deals, and he he's made deals with polluters, and he's made deals that hurt education, and he's made deals that hurt healthcare in this country. Yeah. And if you think that both sides are the same, or we have to end the corrupt duopoly. Or Biden's just as bad. I have one word for you. EPA. Mm-hmm. EPA is run by a coal lobbyist. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump opened the doors this week and signed an executive order allowing what is essentially factory farms out on the ocean. They will be able to factory farm fish out on the ocean. Mm-hmm. He does not give a shit about our ecology. No, he does not care about clean oceans. That's Montgomery Burns shit from The Simpsons. Yeah, you know, sweeping the oceans clean to create Trump to to create Trump to Burns brand brand slurry. I mean, he really doesn't care because he's going to be dead in 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 however many years, and he doesn't give a shit what happens after he's gone. Yeah, it's it's him now, him now, him right here now, and the only thing that 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 the never Trumpers find unforgivable about Donald Trump is his crudeness. The fact mm-hmm, that he, right. he's, he's doing all this on the front lawn as opposed to letting it in the back door, the way respectable right. Republicans are supposed to. Like Dick to. Cheney did the yeah. secret, the secret meetings with the oil executives that were off the record and had no accountability whatsoever. That <laughs> that's okay. You're because... supposed to pretend that you give a shit about this country. Right. Right, and then right. we, you get away with murder behind the scenes. Right, and in right. mind if I jump a little bit to the the, the uh, Guardian article because this is sort of right no, on go right point. ahead. Go ahead. Um, there's a story in the Guardian today by a former Australian Prime Minister Kevin Rudd, which is right on point, and it's one of those articles that gets the facts right and the conclusion just maddeningly wrong. Um, and it's a great article. I, I, I strongly urge you. We'll put a link up uh, at the at our post. But the headline is the Murdoch media's uh, Chinese coronavirus conspiracy has one aim to get Trump Mm reelected. And the conclusion is that the failures of the intelligence community before the Iraq war, the gullibility of much of the Western media, as well as the cynical manipulation by both political classes, provides with a stark reminder of what can go radically wrong, all of which is true. He's very clear about the Iraq war. He's very clear about getting lied into the Iraq war. He's very clear about. The, the, how the media just rolled over for this and, and, and failed in their fundamental duty to tell the public the truth. 
um, that they worked against their own country's interests, and that this was Rupert Murdoch's media led the charge in vilifying everyone, including the prime minister, then prime minister of Australia, who opposed the war. They're absolutely true. But his conclusion is the bitter lessons of, the, of Iraq appear to have been lost on Trump and the Murdoch empire that supports him. That is not true. Trump and Murdoch have learned the lessons from the Iraq war, have learned the lessons from the, from the Bush administration, which are just keep lying. Just George Bush should have been toast in 2004. Mm-hmm. He, he had yep. he had lied. He, just like Trump, he'd never won the Electoral College. He lied and cheated his way into the White House. He ignored an imminent threat, which he was amply warned about. And once the threat hit, he pretended nobody could have known. And then he tried to turn this massive clusterfuck that he presided over into a moment of epic heroism. And then he used the disaster that he had ignored to to do what he wanted to do anyway, which was invade the wrong fucking country and loot mm-hmm. the place. Mm-hmm. And that is, that's Trump's playbook so far. Ignore well, it, and, lie about it, lie about it, ignore about, it. And get Trump reelected by blaming China right. for the coronavirus. This is something that Marsha Blackburn, one of my favorites, um, she is, <laughs> she's released a bill called the Stop COVID Act. Uh-huh. And it is, to allow American citizens to sue the Chinese Communist Party for COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the well, bill has two other co-sponsors, Drift Glass, mm-hmm. Steve Daines from Montana and Martha McSally from Arizona. Yay. They're yeah. such they're such patriots. Such patriots. No, they're mm-hmm. they're useful to the Republican Party and yeah. they are political tools to get the news stories on Fox that Fox wants to publish to reelect Donald Trump. That's what they're there to do. And and here's the lesson that I think the former prime minister ignores that Mm -hmm. once everything turned to shit, once there was Katrina and once there was Terry Scheibel, once there was Abu Ghraib and once the complete failure of George Bush's clusterfuck in Iraq could no longer be hidden and lied about, no matter how much Peggy Noonan whispered that we should all just avert our eyes yeah uh there it was too much for the the murdoch empire and then the global economy collapsed Mm -hmm. but that's when the murdoch machine and hate radio really kicked into gear because they had crackpot conservative billionaires footing the bill and the conservative media coast to coast carrying this live coverage of the complete disappearance of the republican party yeah it was suddenly gone like a fart in a cyclotron and boom Mm -hmm. what happened next Suddenly, they're all Tea Party independents who just happen to hate Barack Obama with a bright burning flame and, and happen feel they to hate were liberals. taxed enough already. And they've yes, been taxed right. enough already, by God, but they certainly weren't Republicans. Oh, no, 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 no. And eight years, eight fucking years of lockstep Republican obstructionism and death panels and birther and slander and sedition during the Obama administration led to what? All of that was energetically supported by the Murdoch empire. Right, was bellowed right. out of the Murdoch, Murdoch uh, uh, megaphone. At the end Benghazi, of that time, Benghazi, Benghazi. At the end yeah. of that time, what happens? They nominate the birther in chief and they elect him. Mm-hmm. So no, Trump and Murdoch have learned exactly the right lesson, which is if you just keep lying, if you just keep pandering to the most demented, fringy nut jobs on the right, you can get away with all kinds of shit. And if it does go wrong, if it does blow up in your face, just use the same machine to lie and pretend you had nothing to do with it. Turn right. all of the same meatheads into Tea Party 2.0, into the COVID protesters. Which is why we tweeting. say burn the lifeboats. And that's what this is. Absolutely. This is, it's time to burn the lifeboats again with the COVID-19 free America, free their state protests. Mm-hmm. Uh Q, I mean, if you want to go to the depths of insanity, <laughs> why not? You know, these people still believe in Pizzagate. So, yeah. you know, I, some of this is a mental illness, and I'm sorry about that. Uh, it, it just is. Um, it's I a weird thing f- yeah. that 60 million people all have the same mental illness and it all manifests itself in exactly the same way. Well, I don't think all 60 million go the Q a no. non-root uh, I, you know that's that's a all, fringe element. they all love donald but, trump but that yeah and they all think donald they trump did a great job you, you will not hear one i bet you you will not hear one republican congressman say anything against QAnon mm-hmm. on the on the record no 
because they know who their voters are. They're yeah, not dumb. They know who their voters they're, are. They're, right. they're pig ignorant and they're racist, but they're not stupid. They know who their voters are. And their voters yep. are terrible, terrible, brainwashed people who could have been normal citizens if they had just once in their worthless lives changed the fucking channel. No, the, the, message, the message is always, please don't bring your Confederate flag and AR-15 to right. the rally because it's bad optics. We right. know that you really do care about America and that it's about states' rights. But, you know, please don't bring those items with you because it, it doesn't look good on the TV. Yeah. Where your That's clan the message hood. you get from Where the Where your clan hood makes us look bad. Isn't it? Right. Not stop wearing it and certainly don't leave our movement. Just right. leave it right. at home this time. Leave it at that, home this time for the yeah. for the liberal media doesn't cover it. For right. the kids. For the kids right. and the liberal media. <laughs> for the you kids. Know. Yeah. Do you want to talk about Sam Seder? Because I didn't see this one before. Sure. Well, just Sam Seder, because uh, I'm spending a little more time than I used to cruising the, the Twitter sewers. <laughs> um, there's always good stuff out there. There's bad stuff. There's all kinds of stuff. Again, it's a giant septic tank, and we're in it. Uh, but Sam Seder on Twitter said, the following uh what is most poignant to me poignant to me at this moment is the widespread failure slash refusal of so many uh from nonpartisans, quote unquote to democratic leaders and even democratic nominees to internalize the fact that trump was never distinct from republican ideology he's the culmination of it which is what we've been saying since yep. pretty much yeah the day we started podcasting trump didn't mm-hmm. exist at that time as a, a thing but we kept telling people and we kept and we're going to keep saying it until we go off the air uh and and until we get that soros check and then we're blowing you all off Um, (laughs) that that this republican party is the disease it is the problem and will keep manifesting horrible versions of itself ambulatory versions of itself that will do horrible damage to us but those trump simply exists because the republican party willed him into existence Mm-hmm. And if the Republican Party hadn't been a shithole, a racist, poisonous shithole that every one of your never Trumper friends devoted their entire career to creating, this would not be happening. This timeline would not exist. It's on them. And so I replied to Sam Cedar, uselessly, of course, because, you know, I'm just some asshole on Twitter. Uh, there is no force on earth that can make them see the light because doing so would mean facing some horrific facts about close friends and colleagues and their own complicity. The damage to their identities, their worldviews, their social status, and their business models would be catastrophic, perhaps even total. They cannot acknowledge that this is true. This is the terrifying part to me, that we are stuck in a country where the people in charge of the news media and a lot of people in my party cannot acknowledge what the real problem is because it would Mm -hmm. destroy them. It would absolutely destroy them. If they had to admit that their, their, their good buddies on the other side of the aisle are, in fact, fucking nazis are fascists it would kill them so they can't so they won't do it if the news media had to admit that we've been wrong all this time it's not both sides it's only one side it's the republican party holy shit and they are an imminent existential threat to this country there'd be there'd be tumbleweed blowing through the studios they'd all Mm -hmm. be fired they've Mm -hmm. all they've all of these people have blown the most biggest most dangerous, most obvious, most patently clear, right in front of your nose story of their lives because they refuse to see the truth staring them in the face. And they, they're going to go right on doing it. They can't stop because if you pull – they're in this way exactly like Republican base voters. If you start pulling on that thread, if you start acknowledging that just maybe the Republican Party really is as fucking bad as, as liberals have been saying all along. And it really has been this bad for a really long time then everything falls apart. The Republican Party falls apart because, oh, shit, they really are terrible. They really are monsters. Oh, shit, the news media really is just a bunch of rollover, scratch them in the belly, puppies. They really are just a bunch of careerist, mm-hmm. desperate. They don't report to, for our benefit. They exist in a bubble where they identify wholly with the ruling class and not at all with us. And they're desperate to prop a- it up. Except, I, would, I will say this. Donald Trump's White House, and and I'm pivoting to another story here, but Donald Trump's White House has a significant blind spot with how the Washington Press Corps operates. And we saw that this week with the CDC's 17-page report Mm -hmm. that they tried to shelve. Uh, The CDC wrote a 17-page report uh, of guidelines on reopening the economy and reopening people's ability to go out and shop and so forth. And uh, 
last minute, Friday, last Friday, after we recorded, uh, the White House decided to shelve this. Mm-hmm. They told the CDC, quote, this will never see the light of day. Right. And by Monday morning, uh, the Associated Press had it on the Internet, mm-hmm. the 17 pages. And that is because the Trump administration does not understand what a panicked civil servant will do (laughs) when they think someone's going to die or go to prison or they're going to be responsible for deaths or Mm -hmm. go to prison for not releasing something. Mm -hmm. And the backdoor Rolodex of who to call to drop a dime on and be, and be a whistleblower, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you call the Associated Press and you know who to call and you talk to them on background anonymously and so yes. forth. And yeah. oh, yeah, it gets done. And oh. that story goes viral because you tried to hide it. It is, as I said in my post, uh, they don't understand the ironclad rule of Monty Python and the life of Bryant. When you tell somebody they can't know something or see something because it's blasphemous or dangerous or you'll never see the light of day, that's exactly when everyone wants to go see it. That's true. And so, Uh, yeah. I I would like to respectfully disagree to this extent. Uh Yes, everything you just said is true. There are two follow-on stories which will never happen. The first is all of the wig nuts I know will dismiss all of that out of hand as fake news. All of it. Oh, I understand that. All of it. So 60 million people in this country will simply ignore the fact that this entire story happened because it's all fake news. Everything's fake news. If it's not on Fox or or Limbaugh or Oanon, um, it's all fake. Fake, 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 fake. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. one story. This story will never reach the Republican base ever. Story number two, it will never be reported on as a matter of fact that the Republican base are a bunch of fact immune morons. Right. Right. That will That's never, true. That will never be a pair. That will never, will be, never insult forty-one percent of the electorate no. that way. No, 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 no. And because that's those the people problem. are consumers, right? There, there's and a, as long as you have a for-profit media, that is the case. Yes, absolutely. And so now, it, I want to get back to this though because please. I don't. I want. I don't want to lose this thread. Sure. Um, the Nick Valencia at CNN International talked about this story, and he said that the reason that this. Uh, reopening guidelines was shelved was because Donald Trump's administration does not want American businesses to have any liability when it comes to reopening. Killing workers is what you're saying. Killing workers. Exactly. Right. Right. And so the idea that the government would have a guideline that people should follow gives ammunition to workers to say that, their business was warned. Right. So they shelved it and said, you're never going to see the light of day because of that, because right. it would give workers ammunition to say, you were already warned this guideline was in place. So Valencia said this. The interpretation is that the White House is telling Americans not only do they have to be OK with workers getting sick, but with American workers dying just so they could have products like meat. Mm-hmm. OSHA. For whatever reason, there's a CNN line yeah, for if yeah. ever I heard one, Do a for lot whatever of work. reason, yeah. yeah, has said they are not going to enforce or make these businesses in America enforce CDC recommendations. Yes. There you the, go. Now, and then, so what the CDC person who leaked this said to, to the AP was this. This official who is intimately involved in these matters is saying at this point, They are used to dealing with the White House that asks them to do things and then chaos ensues. Yep. Yep. And that's where we are. That's terrifying. And it's terrifying. You know what this reminds me of in a very, very Mm -hmm. specific way? John, you. Yes, Um, very much so. The Bush administration wants to torture people. They really, really want to beat people with hammers until they tell them what they want to hear to justify the war they lied us into. They're desperate to do that. But, of course, it's against the Geneva Convention. It's against the Uniform Code of Military Justice. It's against everything America is supposed to stand for. So how can we do this? Well, Well, we'll just keep searching until we find a lawyer who is scummy enough and low enough and treasonous enough to write a legal opinion that it's perfectly okay to torture people. And then we'll reward him with uh, a, a, a sinecure at Pepperdine University and a column in the Washington Post whenever he wants it. That they, we need, This is what the fascists did in Germany. 
Mm-hmm. They needed legal justification for doing the horrible things they wanted to do. So they got the judges to agree that it was all legal. And then they're figuring, well, afterwards, we'll just say, look, it was legal. The judges said it was cool. Yeah. You killed all the ones who said it wasn't. And you put all the Nazis in charge of the courts. That's why you got legal opinions that matched your horrendous agenda. The Trump administration is doing exactly the same thing. They're replacing people at the court level, at the federal level, at the department head level who will tell them what they want to hear. After it goes to shit, and we all know it does, they're going to say, well, we didn't know. All these professionals who run these departments who we'd rely on for their opinions told us it was okay to do. What do you expect us to do? This was the guidance from the, from the from OSHA. How are we supposed to know any better? And they will all end up at Pepperdine University. They'll all end up with columns in the Washington Post. Um, unless they're stopped. Unless this time it's too much. Unless this time we say nobody from the Trump administration, no Republican supporter of this monstrous president can ever, ever hold public office or have a public platform again without having rotten eggs thrown at them every time they walk out their fucking front door. Ever, ever again, you get that big R carved in your forehead from now on and you walk Mm -hmm. the streets and everyone knows you're the one. You're one of those assholes who nearly killed this country and you get to live with that until the day you die and your children get to change their names because they're too terrified of people knowing they're related to you. That should be the fate of every prominent Republican in this country. Period. Yep. Uh. Wait, I want to read some letters from listeners. Is there something on the notes that you want to talk about before we do that? Oh, I just want to remind people that it's been 244 weeks since Donald Trump promised that his Republican Congress would repeal the Affordable Care Act and replace it with something so much better at a fraction of the cost. And it would be, quote, so easy. And now he's asking the Supreme Court to undo all of Obamacare. Yes. During a pandemic. Yes. Yes, he's doing all those things. And so, – uh, can we just talk for a second about Bill Barr and what oh, he please. did this week? Please. And, the, oh, well, and yeah. the winner, the winners will write the history, so don't worry about it. Yeah, don't worry. Uh, most corrupt attorney general we've ever had. But by a long shot, yeah. Yeah. Most yeah. most treasonous. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, this is just a straight up traitor, and he doesn't yeah. deserve to be able to walk the streets for the rest of his life. He should be in an orange jumpsuit um, in prison until until they bury him on prison grounds. Yeah. I mean, and, they, really, all of these people need to go to fucking jail. And I don't want to hear another word Bill about Bill Barr is, is the or, one. Is, well, him and McConnell can he have finally, He finally found his Roy Cohn. And he did. He did. this is it. And the idea that the Justice Department would just decide, oh, well, you know, General Flynn is innocent. We're never mm-hmm. not going to charge him. You know, it's, it's a right wing. It's Murdoch. It's all of them. Yeah. I want to brag on middle child too a little bit this week. She uh, came home from uh, work. She is working at a a local grocery store, very small local grocery store Mm. where they are, where they are required to wear masks inside. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some customers are very mad at, at her and other people for forcing masks on people, but they want to buy meat. They're going to have to do something, right? right? Put something over their face. And it's about the last local source of, of. Yeah, it's a f- sort of a – they have an actual butcher in the building. Of course, she's vegan, but her manager's really interested in having uh, vegan items on the shelves. So yeah. she's kind of consulting with the manager of the store mm-hmm. as well. At any rate, she came home with her dander up, and uh, I don't know who she had been chatting with, but she said to me, uh, can we put a sign in the front of the house that says, fuck ice? <laughs> and I said, no, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, we cannot put a sign in front of the house that has the F word on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we already have a sign on the front of our house that says we're for Betsy Dirksen Londrigan for for Congress. Mm-hmm. And that labels us as, you know, dangerous commies. to the community. Dirty, dirty commies. Yes. Uh, but she want, she said, can we put down with ice or yeah. ice must end? I said, yes, you sure. certainly can. Mm-hmm. And she, and then she just said to me, mom, it's not Christian. And mm-hmm. I said, what do you mean by that? She said, we are all made in God's image and we are all children of God. And it is just not right that because someone doesn't have a paper that you can invade their house. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't say anything to that. I, you know, that, that was, that came from her. Yeah. And um, so anyway, I was proud of that. It's like she was raised with, 
the right influence from her mom, I'm guessing. <laughs> something Maybe. about her mom, something about raising. She's going through a stage right now. You know, she's she's she'll be 18 this summer and she's planning her independence. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to go to Greece, mom. I'm going to go to Sicily. I'm going to le- shake the dust off of this house mm-hmm. and go away. And you'll never see me again. I'm, I remember being like that. So mm-hmm. she she is mini me in many ways. Uh, well, and can I, the punchline of this story is yeah. she swears that 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 her parent or parents or step parents have had no influence on her whatsoever. Right. That you, and you, never I, gave her any rules or no guidelines. Rules or limits. I mean, God, I right. just love And this is the most sort of morally aware and regulated, self-regulated person, person I've ever met. Like, yeah, okay. That's exactly what the goldfish says about the water. What water? Right, what are you talking right. about? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a myth. Mom, you never had any rules, says the AP student. Right. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. I have to go study Latin, Mom. I'm busy. I have to do my Latin vocab. All right. I suppose um, so. I suppose so. Mm-hmm. Uh, We have some wonderful letters to share with you this week. Uh, We heard from Laura and Larry, and thank you very much. Laura and Larry sent us some audio courses, uh, Mm -hmm. and the one on um, The Hobbit and so forth, those books, uh, looks very interesting. We're looking forward to listening. covetously by several people in her her home. Yeah, yeah, maybe we'll listen to that one. Uh, Dear Drift Class Blue Gallon family, we hope you are doing well under the Trump pandemic. We are in our 60s, mm-hmm. so COVID-19 have a, has a definite impact on our life. I, Larry, have been working from home for about two months at this point, and I am thankful that I have the kind of job that allows me to effectively do that. I work for a company that makes diagnostic test kits. Wow that are used to screen donors' blood for transfusion or manufacturing. One of our divisions has been investigating use of blood from people who have recovered from the disease to treat other victims of the disease. We know that they're trying to do that. Yeah. We plan to start shipping our COVID-19 test kits this week. I have worked in the in vitro diagnostic testing industry for over 25 years. Well, good for you. You are our hero, Larry. Thank you very much. He says, this, the timing for this epidemic has been less than convenient. We just purchased a teardrop trailer with plans to travel around the country. I also purchased a new camera lens that is still in the box. My wow. hobby is outdoor and family photography. My daughter suggested that I use the camera from our apartment, but I live in a large complex, and I don't want my neighbors to think I am a perv. <laughs> <laughs> Too late, Larry. Sorry. Too late. Larry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Larry. We appreciate I'll, I'll, the laugh on that score. <laughs> if, you're, if you really are on the uh, assembly line as the uh, COVID tests are, are rolling off, mm-hmm. uh, you're our new best friend, and you should really uh, box up a few of those. Just mail them to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't need. No. We don't need to have our blood tested no. at this no, point good. for antibodies. We're, we're, we're doing fine. So far, so far, fine. so good. Knock wood. Yeah. yeah. Uh, dear Drift Glass and Blue Gal, you don't know me, but I feel as though I've known you for years. I caught your podcast by accident about eighteen months ago, and have been an avid listener ever since. I was able to send money a couple of times, but medical bills have me being more thrifty than I would like at this time. Hey, we totally understand. Yes, we do. Uh, I am a postal employee. Oh, my goodness. Listen to these heroes writing us. I tell you. I'm a clerk at a small outpost in the city who works alone at this facility. And amidst the buy stamps to save the post office craze of last week, I thought I would buy some and send them to you. And she sent us some beautiful stamps. Thank you. Yes, indeed. I chose the state of Illinois and the Gwen Eiffel stamps for obvious reason to two journalists in Springfield. Uh, I'm also sending you $20 in cash so that you can get coffee and a scone or maybe grab a pizza and take it home. I am including several pages of stamps. She sent us some stamps. Uh, I had at home because I figured saving you money was the next best thing to giving you money. You are right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I adore you both and am grateful to have found you because you keep me sane in a world where Republican ideas are celebrated while destroying every institution and program liberals have fought for all these years. Keep up the good work. Don't ever lose faith and don't ever give up. Go Postal Unions. Go postal Thank unions. you. And you're well, our hero. And yep. I'd like to mention that uh, I'll be taking those stamps and cashing them in. <laughs> no, you won't. Uh, no, no. Here, and here's the thing. Does anyone <laughs> recognize a deep Dan Rostenkowski cut from Illinois? From, from oh, Drift yeah. Class? Well, 
honestly, just saying, just saying. honestly, the, the house post office, and wasn't Newt Gingrich kiting checks at the house post office oh, also? Oh, please, Bank? that was so long ago. No one remembers uh, Newt no Gingrich. No, I remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dear professional left, one of my uh, tab news tabs on my computer is Crooks and Liars. I enjoy enjoyed reading an article and recognizing a phrase reprogrammable meat bag (laughs) (laughs) i had to scroll up back up to check the byline finding drift glass yeah and also occasionally finding francis langham yes Yes. that's my byline always makes me smile love the podcast sign michael thank you michael thank you michael thank you michael here's another one Uh, I have only been a listener for about six months. I came to know about the show from the broadcast. That's where you you went on the broadcast. I did, yeah. Yep. Uh, Griffglass was brought on to break down one of the debates. He was really good on the show, so I decided to look up the Professional Left podcast. I subscribed and listened. You had me at the first F-bomb. I struggled even before this pandemic to move through life under Trump. Yeah, don't we all? Now, the only description I have is numb. I still have to go to work to get paid. I go through all the daily routines I have to to survive, but I feel like I'm in a movie. Yeah, I know what I know how you feel. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm glad I found the show and I'm enclosing a check to show my appreciation for what you do. If I have one request, it would be for more adult language. <laughs> well, we're working on it. We have our, we have our staff it. looking up obscure <laughs> swear words from Middle English from the 1200s. So, uh, uh, Keep up the good work. I'm sorry for my sloppy writing, but COVID-19 has been a boom for the alcohol industry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it has. Steve, Steve, we we totally understand that, too. Hey, uh, we, we we drink after we edit the show, though. We, I, do, I don't drink my wine until the show's edited. Mm-hmm. Finally, uh, we have a letter uh, from a longtime listener and, and contributor to the podcast, and I consider her a friend uh, in uh, Washington. And... Uh, she wrote on the back of the envelope sealed with a sponge, no cooties. <laughs> uh, and she wrote me, this was a, the letter, one of the letters that we picked up at the PO box together. You drove me over just yes. to get out of the house. Mm-hmm. And I opened it in the car and I started to cry. And you said, close that up and read it back at the house so that you don't feel like you're just crying and right. people are walking by you crying because I know you don't like that. And I said, okay. So I put it away and I went home and read it. And it's actually a very funny letter uh, after all. Uh, but the opening of it did make me cry. And so just warning you, I, I'm letting you guys know it starts sad, but it ends funny. So be aware of that. Okay. Uh, dear Fran, and she, oh, she did put in here that uh, share as you wish up to you. So mm-hmm. I am, I have permission to share this. Uh, Dear friend, thank you for sharing the story about sitting on the basement stairs wondering if you had done anything to cause your son's life challenges. I experienced that kind of anguish about my son who was born with severe cerebral palsy. So many years have passed that it's healthy to be reminded of how hard it was more often than not when he was little. And one thing that this person and the rest of you might not know is that I had a stepson with cerebral palsy who passed away when he was 16 and a half. Uh, while I was married to his dad. So I've been through a lot of this as well. Um, My son wasn't expected to survive his first year of life, but he made it to 37 years and nine months. He passed away unexpectedly in 2012. But before he left us, he was living in a nursing home and he fell in love. A woman, a woman moved into his same floor about nine months before, and they became best friends and inseparable companions on the Friday before he died. They were on a community outing. She was showing off her new doll, asking everyone how they liked her new baby. Someone asked her, my son what he thought of her new baby, and he typed out on his computer for speech, just like Stephen Hawking's does, mm-hmm. I am not the father. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we got from a regular guy with wicked humor in a broken body. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, thank you again for sharing your story. Many hugs. And thank you for sharing your story. It made me cry. It made me laugh. And uh, as I said, my stepson, John, uh, I have so many happy memories of John. John loved uh, Boston cream pie. He had swallowing and chewing issues, but 
he could eat Boston cream pie. And so we made that a lot. And uh, just it's good to have happy memories and it's good to look back and say, wow, that was really hard. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there were happy memories. So and that's a great story. <laughs> I am not the father. He types <laughs> into his computer. <laughs> we love you all. And thank you so much for all of your support of our podcast work. You guys are just family to us. So we hope you're all staying safe and uh, just know that we're thinking of you. Yes, we are. All right. Now we can do a news roundup. I'd like to mention a tweet that, uh, or a statement issued by the president of the United States just moments ago. Please go right about, ahead. About his, uh, about his, his staff member. Katie. Yes. It, it's Katie who is Stephen Miller's wife is, right. has, I'm sorry that she has uh, tested positive for coronavirus. Here's Donald Trump's uh, reaction to that. Katie, she tested very good for a long period of time. Then all of a sudden today she tested positive. This is why the whole concept of tests aren't necessarily great. That's his statement? Yes. And I got to say, I agree with with no more Mr. Nice blog. He is the stupidest motherfucker on the face of the earth. He is a shithead. Well, you know, if if you test things, you can find out things you might not want to know. So why test anything? Well, that has been his attitude from the beginning. I don't want tests because that makes my numbers go up. I I just. That doesn't mean people don't have it. That doesn't mean people aren't dying of it. Yes, He's a shithead. Well, this is this is you know narcissistic solipsism, which is nobody in the world exists except as they stand in front of me, and nothing happens as long as I don't believe it happens. And if fuck if, Donald Trump, fuck Donald Trump. And That's this what I say. If this weren't the the condition of sixty million other morons, I God wouldn't have a problem it. with it. But what an asshole. Sorry to break sorry our train to swear of thought. To, you but, wanted more adult language. All you have to do is tell me something like that. You'll yeah. get a lot of adult language. Fuck him. All right. Well, let's take a breath. Deep breath, everybody. Fast news roundup. You want to do a fast news roundup? I just want to – no. The only news roundup I want to do is our wretched Congressman Rodney Davis, who never says a word against Donald Trump, is now on the list of 10 most vulnerable House members. That's a good thing. They all have to go. They all must go. (laughs) All of them have to go. Right. Each week we post to our Facebook page and website an Internet Kitty sent in by you, the listeners. This week's Internet Kitty – our two dogs. This week we have two dogs, Zeke and Arrow. Arrow is a corgi mix and Zeke is a husky. In this photo, they are dressed up for Easter. Earlier this year, they're wearing butterflies on their head. I, oh, I it's, it's a hilarious picture. Go look at it. <laughs> Both of these dogs are rescues that overcame eating problems. And we know that that's thanks to freshly poured dog food, sure, our fake of sponsor. We'll what take else, full credit for that. What else could it be? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whether you serve pet store perfection or dollar store direct, your dog who may have had problems with their diet will now yeah. sit on the kitchen floor and demand that the food they eat is only freshly poured. And you can visit a very silly picture of Zeke and Arrow and their butterfly headgear at our Facebook page and website. And you can send your internet kitty or other pet to us. We do not discriminate. To our email address, proleftpodcast at gmail.com, where you can also write to both of us. Feel free to write us. Uh, I just we one love second. hearing from you. Yeah. One, you didn't sing the song. Oh. Freshly poured, freshly poured. Oh, my Lord, it's freshly poured. There we go. Yeah, I get I get real Roger Rabbit about that, you know, shaving a haircut, shaving a haircut. <laughs> it's not a clue. two bits. You know, I get very, very. I know we have a lot of listeners like, why didn't she sing yeah. the song? Why What's didn't wrong? she What's sing wrong? the song that time? Everybody be calm. Everything's <laughs> fine. Just I just got so riled up about Donald Trump. I know. I'm just now, nah, I'm so mad at him. Well, All people right. people can feel free to write us, can't they, Blue Gal? They can feel free to write us, and you can write us a, a U.S. Postal Service letter. I love getting those. I'm mm-hmm. a little slow to respond, but I do appreciate that. Uh, feel free to write us. We love hearing from you. Be aware that if you write us at any of our addresses, we reserve the right to read your email or U.S. Postal Service. Go, Postal Unions. Letter on the air unless you say otherwise. Hashtag Save the Post Office. Don't forget our gourmet coffee guideline. If you can afford to buy an espresso-based beverage for yourself, buy one for us. This is not charity. This is our job and a labor of love, and we love you. Approximately 1% of our listeners support this podcast with a contribution, and you can, too. See our website, proleftpod.com, for details. Both our PayPal and postal address information is there at proleftpod.com. 
please share our show on social media. And thank you so much for doing that. Hey, Driftglass, how are the Internet Kitties doing this week? Hey, Blue Gal, the Internet Kitties have been pantsless since at least 2014. Love y'all, and we'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Let's think about living. Let's think about loving. Let's think about the hooping and the hopping and the bopping and the loving, loving, dubbing. Let's forget about the whining and the crying, the shooting and the dying, and the fellow with a switchblade knife. Let's think about living. Let's think about life. The Professional Left Podcast is recorded under a Creative Commons license. Copyright 2019-2020, DGBG Productions.